Hey, how you doing, church? Everybody doing good? Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand this morning. I'm excited about Jesus this morning. I am so amped to be here. And uh, my name is Rick Paladin. I'm the lead pastor of Bridge City Church. And um, people ask me all the time, like, which campus do you go to? We're one church in four locations. And I get the joy of being in all the different locations on different weeks. And uh, praise God, I woke up this morning and remembered where I was going. To the, I'm in the right place at the right time. Come on, somebody. And uh, I'm excited to be here. And uh, Jordan, uh, who is leading worship today, as he mentioned, he's from our White Oak campus. And isn't it good to be one church in, in a lot of different locations? We didn't have to put an ad out uh, to rent a worship leader this morning. We had somebody faithful and with, with character and gifted and proven. And we're just so thankful. Come on, can we thank all of the worship team this morning? All of them, everybody in Jordan as well. Thank you. So, so good. And uh, man, um, we're in this Follow Me uh, series. This is part two. If you didn't hear last week, you need to go onto the website. You need to listen to it. Um, I, I believe in this. In the, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be just talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And I am just so excited. I, um, Listen, it was uh, like, like four decades ago. How many of y'all know that's a long time ago? Unless you're really old, and it wasn't that long ago. Come on, somebody, yeah. And um, I met Jesus Christ in a real way. And I, I'm telling you, he, I didn't just get some information. I got some transformation. He transformed my life. I, I remember when I met him, uh, I was in high school, I was 15 years old, and, 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 and I, every day I got home, and I came home, and, and, I, and I put one of those big record albums, y'all know what I'm talking about, them, those big CDs, you know, the real big ones, like, and we put it on, and I would just, I would like blast the music, and just worship him, and man, I just worshiped him because I just loved him, and, and I would just read the Bible over and over. And I went to, went to school, I was in public school, and, and, go, and I would just sit in the hallway in the morning with my Bible open and just start reading. And anybody who would come by and sit down with me, I, I just read with them. See, when I, when I met Jesus, I became a part of something that's so much bigger than I am. I knew that when I met him, the creator of the universe, he wanted to have a relationship with me and I was a part of something that was so much bigger than me. See, I think sometimes we lose that because we're asking Jesus to be a part of our lives when really he's saying, I want you to be a part of my life. Amen. And when you get that, that, when he flips the script on you and you grab a hold of that, something miraculous changes in our lives. That he loves me and he wants to be with me. And I'm just telling you right now, I never want to lose my childlike faith. I never want to lose that like I am like radically in love with Jesus and he's in love with me and we like being together. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. You see, I am... My wife and I, we, we just celebrated 34 years yesterday. It was our anniversary, 34 years. And, um, and it's, it's not a miracle that we got married. It's a miracle that 34 years later, we still like each other. Come on, like, yeah. See, you've got to love one another, but when you like each other, it goes to a whole new level. 
And my God, he doesn't just love me and tolerate me. He likes me and he wants to be with me and I want to be with him. That's what this follow me deal is all about. Mark 1, 17, Jesus said to them, follow me, red letters, and I will make you become fishers of men. And this word become says, I'm going to manufacture, I'm going to make something out of you. And and see, there's a lot of talk in culture and society, I'm a self-made man or self-made woman. I don't want to be self-made, I want to be God-made. How about you? See, I want God to make something out of my life. I want him to manufacture something. I want him to do something that only he can do in my life. That's what I still long for. And as long as I have breath here on this earth, that's what I'm going to long for. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm going to still follow Jesus because that's the business, not the pastor business I'm in. That's Jesus' business, and I'm going to follow him. How about you? So we're going to follow him. Not like you follow people on Instagram. Not like you follow people on Twitter, just happen to check out a quote, check out a picture. Hmm, like Jesus is up in heaven. Couldn't you just see Jesus' Instagram? Here's, they're setting up for the banquet in heaven. Click. Like. Yeah, couldn't you? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We just think we're just, we're just supposed to like occasionally when he snaps us something. No, man, I want to follow. And so here's our text for today, Mark 3, 13. Mark 3, 13. Here's our text afterward, Jesus. Now, he's doing miracles here. Jesus is doing a whole bunch of miracles. Things are happening. And, um, and so afterward, he goes up on a mountain, and he called the ones he wanted to go with him. And guess what they did? They came to him. Now, I want to let you know, there was more, if you look in context, there was more than just 12 disciples at this point. A whole bunch of people came. He was like, hey, yo, want to go, want to go with me? No, see, like, I, I think we have this story, like, Jesus said, do you want to go to the mountain with me? No, I, like, Jesus is like, hey, let's go to the mountain. I want to have a talk. And so he calls everybody to the mountain, and, and he says he called those he wanted, and they came to him. And then he appointed, everybody say appointed, 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him. Everybody say accompany. And he would send them out to preach, giving them authority. Everybody say Authority. To cast out demons. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, this is early on. Jesus is like calling people. He's saying, yeah, follow me. This is what we're going to do. So this is the couple words here that we're looking at. Appointed means to make something out of them. That's what appointed means. He says, he doesn't just like, he doesn't just say, well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, um, I, I'm going to let you like, like bless you. Like, no, appointed. He, 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 like, this is how I picture appointment. Like, I'm trying to help you. Like, he appointed them, I'm going to make something out of you. I think Jesus is still up in heaven, and everybody in this room right now, he's saying, I want to manufacture something out of your life. I'm going to appoint something out of your life. And then he says, I'm going to accompany. And that means, like, you have to get this word accompany. Jesus wants to be with you, and he wants to be with me. I, like, I don't know, like, you got to catch this. Like, when we worship Jesus, you know, one of the things I so love about worshiping Jesus is I remember how great he is. Do you know why we need to remember? 
Because our rememberer gets broken. How many of y'all have a rememberer that, that gets broken? Yeah, my rememberer doesn't always remember at the right times. I'm so good at remembering when somebody does something wrong to me. I'm so good at remembering all the bad stuff. I'm so good. I'm, I never forget to worry. How about you? Am I right? But when we come together and we sing, it gets my mind off of me and onto God, and, 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 I, and he's going to accompany you. That means he's going to be with them because there's an after with. That's what that word means in Greek. It means after with, and there's going to be an, a change that happens. I don't know about you, but when I'm with Jesus, I change. I thought you'd get excited about that. Yeah, yeah, come on. And then he wants to give authority, a delegated power, an excusia that comes from faith. Yeah, so Jesus, is three things we see here is appointed, a company, and authority. So this is the big idea. Becoming a follower of Jesus includes these three things. Accompany him, appointed, he's going to make something, and he wants to give you authority. That's the big idea today. You know what the big idea is? This is something that you can remember. So when you get to lunch and somebody says, how was church? You can remember these three things. How many of y'all know it, it only takes from like here to your car? And it's like, where was I? Right? Come on. Yeah, so this is to help us, and we're appointed, we accompany, we have authority. This is what Jesus does. This is what he's doing in us. Okay, so to help you get, before we jump into these three things, I want to help you understand something. I believe, and, and, and this is just the way I look at it here, I believe there's four stages when we grow in Christ, and, and I believe there's four. There's four. The, the first one is a believer, somebody who just acknowledges God. There's a lot of believers. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. I acknowledge there is a God. I believe in him. In, in, in the book of James, it says that even demons believe in God. So here at church, here at Bridge City Church, we're trying to get everybody to believe more and follow more than the average demon. Don't you think that's a good standard? Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Christians, and some people become Christians. That means they adopt some of the principles of Jesus. They read the Bible, and they have a few qualities of Jesus. They can resemble God a little bit. Um, they maybe know a little bit of the lingo. They know how to behave in church. But then something happens, and we move to a whole new level, and that's being a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I, want, I want to explain this because I believe that so many people get stuck at being a Christian. And, and then we go from acknowledging to some qualities, but this thing called a follower, it means I'm actively pursuing a relationship with God where I'm learning to be selfless and surrender and serve and sacrifice. But then there's a whole new level of being a disciple of Jesus, and it's complete obedience to the word. That means we're going somewhere with this. That means there's a multiplication that's going to happen. I want to multiply my life into other people. What you've given to me, I'm going to give to somebody else, and they're, they're going to learn to be in complete obedience. Say, follow the teacher in the teaching. I'm showing you this because I believe what's happened in our culture and our society is there were people that were burning hot, and over the last couple years in Christendom, they've taken a step backwards. They've moved back a stage rather than moved forward on a stage. And I'm here today to get you to, 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 to step in to the next phase of your growth in Jesus Christ. 
Because we're going somewhere with this. Well, no, we're going somewhere with this. Like there's, there, there's something that's being produced, and I don't want you to miss it. And so these four stages here are key, and, and, and I believe there's many people in the room right now, you're wrestling with this whole Christian being casual, you're just kind of hanging out, to like, I am, I'm about to step forward in pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus is saying, follow me, come on. Because this is what you're going to find. The closer you get to the cross, the fewer people you find. You look at Jesus' life, and as he went to the cross, man, when he was feeding everybody and everybody got fish and chips, everybody was hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's hanging with him. But the closer you get to the cross, the more people that fell away. And I'm just telling you this, Jesus is inviting us to the cross. And it doesn't have to be a miserable thing. It's a joyful thing because that's where he does his best work. Come on, somebody. And Jesus is about to do his best work. That's what he does. That's the the business he's in here. And and, and so as we look at this today, we're we're going up a stage. But you say, well, wait a minute. Who all is invited to go with Jesus? Who? Who all is invited to go with Jesus? Mark 8, 34. Mark 8, 34. And then calling to the crowd, Jesus called to the who? He called to the crowd to join his? What? So he's saying, hey, crowd, you want to join the disciples? Yeah, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Wait a minute, that cross thing. We're going to get to that next week. You do not want to miss next week. We're going to talk about what does it mean to pick up your cross on a daily basis and follow Jesus. And then the last week, we're going to just talk about what is a disciple. So before I even go forward, let me just help you. Put up those four stages again, if you could please. Thank you. I'm I'm going out of order. Imagine that. When, When we talk about as a church, hey, we're doing this thing called um, Band of Brothers. It's a, it's, a, it's a three-day conference. It's Thursday night, all day Friday, Saturday, and you get the opportunity to pay $140 to go. Your first response to that reveals where you are on the stages. It doesn't, I don't reveal that. Your first response. I didn't even say what you do, but your first response. Because if, 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 if it's just a Christian, well, I don't know, maybe if I have time. But disciples are like, they're, they're at a point where like, oh, this is good for me. This is God. I need to figure out how I can incorporate this because God wants me as a man of God to have a better marriage, be a better Father, he wants me to have more integrity and character. God's inviting me to become the man he's created me to be. Are are you tracking that? See, when something's thrown out there, your first response reveals where you are. And then then you can step into where God wants you to be. 
But, in, you, in, but until you realize where you are, you can't get to where you, you need to be because it's going to take intentionality and living on purpose. See, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you everything. Yeah. But it's a joy because guess what we get when we get to the end of you? It's all Jesus. And it's so good. It's, 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 see, we have this picture of, of self-sacrifice and dying to yourself and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, what's it going to cost me? And it's like, no, we get Jesus at the end of it. A love relationship with him that we've been created for. Yeah, so let's talk about this thing called accompanying Jesus with him. With him. Oh my goodness, with him. Do you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Jesus spent a lot of time with his father. Look at all the times he spent with his father here. Really, you, you gotta take a picture. You gotta look it up. It'll, it, Jesus, it seems like every time there was a big crowd, Jesus was trying to get alone with his father. Totally counterintuitive to what you and I would do. It really. How many of y'all want to be like Jesus? Me too. I just got to be with him. I, I'm going to sit with him. And I haven't lost the wonder of just getting up in the morning and opening my Bible and spending time with him and talking to God and listening to him talk to me and the joy of listening to worship music and the joy of worship and the joy of getting my mind focused on him. I'm never going to lose that. I never want to lose that. I never want to lose the awe of God. Yeah, Jesus said in, in, in John 5, he said, listen, listen, um, I can only do what I see my Father in heaven doing. Jesus said that. John 5, 38, 39, he's like, hey, I only do that which I see my Father in heaven doing. And then he says in John 15, uh, you, I don't know if you realize this or not, followers of mine, disciples of mine, you, you, you can't do anything without me. How many of you are really good at trying though? How many of you are really good at trying? I am too. I'm really good. I mean, God's a good plan B. I'm going to try to figure it out. When it doesn't work, then let's pray. Am I the only one here? Yeah, we're real good at that. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do what I do. And then if it doesn't work out, then I think we should pray. Why don't we just pray first? Like, hey, I'm just going to pray first. I'm just going to talk to Jesus and let him talk to me. That's what I want to do here. Jesus is saying, I want to accompany you. I want to be with you on a day-by-day -day basis. And it doesn't have to be weird. No, literally, I want to free you from being weird. You can, you can just have a relationship with God and still be a real man and a real woman. You can. And it's a joy. But look what the birthright of every believer in John uh, chapter 10, John 10, uh, 27. My sheep listen to my voice, red letters, Jesus, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are you getting this? Jesus is like, my sheep, like, they know my voice and I know them. He, it means they listen, they hear God, which prompts faith. And, and Jesus is saying, I experience them. Do you know that Jesus wants to experience your every day? Your every day, Jesus wants to experience. This is so cool. We take it for granted. 
yeah, and, and, and I know them, and they follow me, they accompany me, they go with me. So how do we hear God's voice? I, there's a couple different ways we hear God's voice. How about, first of all, the Word of God? And, and, and we, in the Bible, there's, that's the first way. We just we read in the Bible, and when, we, when it's clear, and you see, this is the problem with the Word of God right now in our culture, in our society. Do you, do you want me to keep it real with you? And um, uh, is that this concept of mentoring has taken the place of discipling. And we've taken Jesus as the great mentor in the sky where he can advise me on a few things. You need some advice, he's a good coach, a life coach. I don't think Jesus who gave his life for us is desiring to be our life coach. You know, advising us on a few things here and there. The word of God is so exciting and it's so vigorating and it's so awesome. And, and it's full of life. It's, it's a joy. And so when I encounter the word of God and I'm talking to God, this is how I hear him, is, is like when I read something and it jumps off the page at me. The other morning I'm reading and, and in my daily reading, I'm in Ezekiel. Like Ezekiel can feel weird at times. Have you ever read Ezekiel? And, and my, my wife, Nally, comes down in the morning. She goes, hi, how you doing? And I just broke into, you aren't going to believe what's in Z Ezekiel. This is a pretty cool story. And she stopped, and she just looked at me as she's, you know, trying to get her bearings. Didn't even get her coffee yet. And she's like, why are you reading Ezekiel, and what does this have to do with me right now? And I'm like, I'm reading Ezekiel because I'm reading Ezekiel, and it's really good, but I'm not sure how it, how it affects you right now. But I know what it's doing to me. It's given me life. It's given me hope for something. See, that's the joy of the word of God. That's the joy of hearing God, the word of God. And then we experience God and we hear him in, in, his, in, in, in prayer. We, we talk to God in prayer and we, we know him in prayer and we talk to him. But I don't know if you know this or not. Jesus wants to talk with you. He wants to talk with you, and he wants to talk with me. And sometimes it's just an impression. Sometimes it's just a word. You know, literally, I want to put it, people say all the time, well, God never speaks to me. I think God is constantly showing us stuff. We just don't recognize it. And so people say, well, how can I know if it's God? Okay, if it draws you to be closer to Jesus and less of you and more than Jesus, it's probably Jesus. Because the devil would never help anybody get closer to Jesus. If it puts condemnation, you're no good, fear, anxiety, stress, that's not Jesus. But he wants to accompany us and he wants to know what's in our hearts because he wants to experientially know us. That's what this verse says. Isn't that cool? Can you believe the creator of the universe has time for you? No, you, know, you got to get that because when you do, it like, it'll blow your mind. And, and how else do we know him? We know him through the preaching of the word. Yeah, how about the preaching right now? 1 Thessalonians 2.13, you received my words, not as human words, but that which they are of the, of the Holy Spirit. 
A lot of times we're hearing God and we don't realize it because it's like, it's Pastor Rick. Where's Pastor Gary? This Pastor Rick. He's too over the top. He's too over the top. I don't like him. No, I'm serious. It, it, it's like we, we treat the word of God in preaching, you know, like, like, like Papa bears porridge and Mama bears porridge. I want, the, I want my porridge just right. I mean, it's like, no, the word of God's the word of God. As long as it's, it's helping us become closer to God, you're hearing God right now. He's inviting you into a relationship, into a deeper relationship with him. Isn't that exciting? And then people, people in your small group, people that you know, people that give you godly perspective. That just this week, this past week, um, there was one day, uh, I knew I needed to do something, but I'll be honest, I didn't want to do it. I would be lying to you. I'd say, I didn't want to do it. And as a matter of fact, I made my mind I wasn't going to do it. But I knew it was the right thing to do. And so I said, you know what? I'm a man under authority because I, I want to have authority, so I have to be under authority. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to call a, a trusted, faithful, believing man of God, and, and I'm going to listen to what they say. Before I called him, I said, I'm going to listen to what they say. So I called him, and, 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 and they said, well, you need to go and do that thing which you, you don't want to do, and God's going to show you things through it, and you need to have an open mind. You need to be humble. They're like, like, piling it on now, you know? And they said, and, and you need to do this. So guess what I did? I did it. Because I heard God through somebody speak to me something that I knew was right to do. Because we all know the people we can go to that let, off, let us off the hook and don't make us or don't help us do what God wants us to do. We know who they are. We keep asking enough people because I'm going to find somebody. Right? And we don't usually go to the person who can tell us exactly what we need, exactly the faith we need, because they're going to speak God to us. That we, and, but we got to go to the people that, 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 that annoy us at times. Because they're going to tell us truth because they love us and care about us. Are you with me? Yeah, so, so when we get here, it's about inconvenience and all these things, and we hear God through the preaching and through people and through difficult circumstances. We hear God through all these things. Have you ever, have you ever gone to like a, a, how many of you ever gone to like a fire pit? You know, like fire pit, you make s'mores and mountain pies. Come on, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And so you go to the fire pit, and when you leave there, what happens? You smell like smoke, right? And it's like, oh, I got to air this, you know. I mean, how many of you all, you have an Aunt Betsy that wears a lot of perfume? And you, when you hug Aunt Betsy, I hope nobody hears Betsy. I just pray to God right now. How many of you all know if you hug, you, you hug Aunt Betsy, you get some of that perfume on you? And what, what happens to you? You smell like it the rest of the, you smell like it the rest of the day. And matter of fact, you, you, you can't air that shirt out. You just need to, you need to get it laundered. Come on. Immediately, you have somebody in your mind right now. Yeah. See, that's what it's like when you get around the right people. When you get around the right people, they, they, we become like the environment that we're around. And, and the problem is, is when we spend too much time in the wrong environment, we begin to smell like the wrong thing. That's why we got to be in the room. 
That's why we worship together. That's why we, we get into small groups and we, we talk. And, and I was here this last week on Tuesday morning with a group of guys here early in the morning, 6 a.m., and, and, and sharing, and, and, and I, I grew. I, there was an exchange. And because of those men, believe it or not, I smelled better the rest of the day. Some of you will get that later. Because I put myself in the right environment, and I got the right thing on me. And Jesus wants to accompany us. He wants to be with us. What if we... What if we changed, like in the morning, every morning we just approached it like Jesus, just he's waiting for me and he wants to be with me. Uh, I'm just going to give you the scripture. You're going to have to write it down and you're going to want to read it. And that's, um, it's the John 14, 21. It's one of my favorite verses. And you're just take a picture of it, write it down. You're going to want to get there. And this is the Greek word for reveal. God wants to, sh- he wants to shine himself on you. He wants to, listen, this, this, this is not the only verse. It's one of the top verses that has really rocked my life. That God wants to reveal himself to me. He wants to shine on me because he wants to accompany me. Is that good? Let's go on to this next one. Appointed. God wants to make something of us. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to make something of you. Yeah. It takes a church. Um, 15 times in the New Testament, he has ears to hear. Let him hear. 10 books in the New Testament. 10 books in the New Testament. That's Matthew through the book of Revelation were written to a church, not to an individual. In the book of Revelation, Seven times the Spirit of the Lord speaks to a church. I want you to catch this. There's over 50 times in the Bible there's this one another, one another, one another, one another. God wants us to be made into something through one another. And he uses a local church, I believe, because that's the pattern I see in the New Testament, is, is, is to help make something of us. That's what he does. He makes something of us, and, and, the, and, and that's, that's how he does it here. But it's going to take intentionality and tenacity. It's going to take a fervor. It's going to take a purposeful get myself in the room. I'm going to be made into something. I want you to catch this with intentionality and tenacity. And if you want to grow in Christ, you're going to have to have the tenacity of a 13-year-old girl Trying to get a new cell phone. If you've ever encountered a 13-year-old girl wanting a new cell phone, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. And if you don't, just go to somebody that had had one of them 13-year-olds and they're going to tell you all about it. Come on. How many of y'all know 13-year-old wanting a cell phone, they're going to get it. They're going to do everything they can. They're going to work every angle. And if we want to be made into something, it's going to take some of that intentionality. We're being made into something here at church. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, and, and, and see, you, you can get salvation on your own, but you can't, even those three levels, you, you can even be a Christian and not have a church. But you, to be a follower and to be a disciple, it's in the context of a local church. I'm, I'm going to stand by that. 
Why do we do all this? So that you have a good Sunday morning, a good 75 minutes on a Sunday morning? No. Jesus wants to take over your entire life. And it is so good. And being made into something, that's why this Bob conference, I'm going to mention it again, this Bob, Bob deal. We have, right now we have 252 men signed up that had said, I'm going to give Thursday night, all day Friday, half a day Saturday, and, and there's going to be room. There's going to be more. We have, a little bit of, we have a little more space here. And ladies, there's an opportunity for you to serve. And See, I want you to catch that groups are not just a way to have more friends. They're a way that we can walk out this thing and be made into something. Jesus wants to make us into something. It's going to take one another to do that. Well, let me go to this last one. Um, I, I spend a lot of time on a company because I just, I am just so excited about this whole deal with Jesus, and then he makes something into us. And You know, when I came to this church, uh, it was, oh, we were celebrating my 18th birthday when I came to this church. And um, it only took me one week to get on a team. Pastor Keith, our founding pastor, said, uh, he showed up at my house and he talked to me about this Jesus. And that didn't talk to me about being a pastor. Matter of fact, this was the last thing I wanted to do. Didn't even have this on my mind. But I did have, I want to love Jesus in my mind. He saved me. He set me free. He died on the cross for me. Man, if I, if, I, if I could just spend all day with you, and if I could put you in a car and drive you to the southern tip of the country of Mexico, I would do nothing but tell you about this Jesus, this love for God. And I came and he said, we need help setting up. And the next week I came and just started setting up. I, that's just what you do. I didn't know I was being made into something. I just kept showing up. I always say, I just kept showing up to the point they didn't know what to do with me. I did. I did. They, oh, you need somebody to, oh, you need somebody to vacuum? I'll vacuum. You need somebody to clean the bathrooms? I'll clean the bathrooms. Oh, you need somebody. That, that's, that's how I started. Church, we can never lose that God's making us into something. But the point is because God wants us to have authority of Jesus Christ in our lives. And, and acts, and, and that means delegated authority. Are, are you tracking me today? Is this, is this helping you? Is this speaking to your soul today? And um, in, in Acts 4, Acts 4, Jesus ascends to heaven in the book of Acts, Acts of the Holy Spirit. And, and the, 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 all the religious people, they saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John. And they grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained. What that means, listen to me. They were not formally trained in a seminary. They, were not, they didn't have Bible school. But they had time with Jesus and he made them into something. You got to track that. They submitted to him. Did you grab that? And they began to recognize they had been with Jesus. 
And then they went on, and, and, and it's talking about them healing somebody. Luke 6, Luke 6. Man. And uh, see, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell different stories about Jesus. And in Mark 3 is the first part of that story. And now we're going to pick it up kind of for the, like the rest of the story in Luke 6. In Mark 3, it doesn't tell this part. Mark, Mark didn't record this part. Luke did record this part. Okay, you try, I want you to catch that. So this is just like, it picks up. This is what they did. You know, Jesus called those he himself wanted. They came to him and they listed all their names. And man, I want you to catch this. When they came down off the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many followers and the crowds. Pause. The disciples stood with Jesus, surrounded by many followers and the crowds. Do you see there's three different differentiations there? Did you, did you track that? Three different ones. There's his disciples, there's the crowd, there's the followers. And, uh, and there were people from all over, like, Bellevue and the North Hills and Keys Rocks and, and uh, Judea and from Jerusalem. And, and they had come from all over to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those with troubled evil spirits were healed. And everybody tried to touch him or healing was going out from him. <laughs> That's my Jesus. You notice he didn't, he called his disciples, and there were followers, and there were crowds, and he immediately takes them to a level place. Church, do you know what the world is waiting for? They're waiting for you and me to come off of our holy mountain and come to a level place. They're waiting because they're troubled. There's a lot of people that are troubled. And they need healed. And they're trying to touch Jesus. And Jesus wants us to learn how to have authority. And that's why, you know, it's not the way to do it. It's a way to do it. We do these like weekends of victory and freedom and victory over your past and freedom for your future. Because you can be sitting in church all your life and still be troubled with evil spirits. What happens is we just maintain them rather than rid ourselves of them. We just want to maintain my Christian walk rather than say, I desire to be free. But something happens when we throw our hands up and we lay our lives down. No, something happens. You're not tracking me. Something happens when I throw my hands up and I lay my life down. And I just say, Jesus, I just want to live for you. So what's Jesus asking of you today? 
I believe Jesus wants to train some people in this room. There's some people you've been hanging back. You're hanging in that acknowledge stage. I want to invite you out of acknowledge and into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He gave his life for you, and he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want to be somebody you date every now and then. And there's some people in the room right now, you're dating Jesus, and he's saying, no, I'm, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm sorry if that seems coarse to you. That's just the best way I know how to communicate to you. Please hear my heart. Please hear my heart. And when there's people in this room that you're a Christian, you, you're kind of like a crowd, you're in a crowd. And Jesus is inviting you up a level to become a follower. And I'm inviting some people here specifically to come out on November 5th. It's a Sunday night. Um, it, it's going to be at our Murraysville campus. And um, Pastor Eric's going to be set in to be the campus pastor. But we're going to pray over people this night. We're going to pray. We're going to recognize what God's already done in his life. And Rachel, and amen that. But we're going to pray over people that want to take the next step in really being trained up for ministry. Because in January, we're going to do, we're going to do, we're doing a whole seminar. We're doing a whole weekend teaching people how to help people get free of evil, troubling spirits, and how to do physical healing. See, we're going somewhere with this. Are you with me? See, I'm not, I'm not here just to play around. I'm not here to like try to give you some information so you have a good day. I'm here so Jesus can, can get in, integrated into every aspect of your life. Can you stand to your feet with me right now? Come on. And um, yeah. And so Jesus is inviting you into that next step. He's inviting you from believer to Christian and Christian to follower and a follower to disciple. And, and disciples say, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to be all in. That's what they do. That's how they function. Man, if, if, if you just feel something moving in your heart right now that you like, you don't even know how to respond, but you're like, man, I know that I'm, I know I need to take a step forward in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I just want you to raise your hand right where you are. Just raise your hand right where you are. That's all you're saying. I just know I need to move forward. God, I pray over every person that has their hand up right now. God, my, both my hands are up, Lord, and every hand that's up right now. Lord, I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing, Lord, but I know that you're moving right now in a ministry sense. You're you're, you're moving some people into being followers. You're moving some people into a discipleship relationship. You're moving us, Lord. God, stir the water. Stir the water. Stir the waters, Father. Stir them right now. Lord God, I just thank you for that. Thank you for that next step. In Jesus' name, you can put your hands down just for a second. And if you're here today, and you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when Jesus Christ entered your life completely and fully and, and, you, and you said I am a sinner not the whole world's a sinner I am a sinner and Jesus forgive me of my sin and Jesus I want a relationship with you I want you to be in charge of my life if you don't have a day or a moment that you began that I want to offer you today Come on, October 15th, 2023 can be your day, not just for information, but transformation. And if that's you right now, you never did that, or you say, man, pastor, I need today to be my day. Just slip up your hand right now, right where you are. Anybody in the house today, anybody at all, just saying, man, I gotta be me today. And just, come on, just raise your hand. You're not gonna come up front, my goodness. That's it, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, God. I pray for every hand up right now, Lord God. I pray that the Spirit of God, Lord God, I pray that the presence and Spirit of God, keep your hand way up there. Come on, just keep it up. Just keep it up. Say, say Jesus, here I am. 
and, 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 and just, 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 say, just say in your words, just say, Father, I'm a sinner. Just say it in your words. God, I'm a sinner. I need you to lead me. I, lead, I need you to be in charge of me. I want today to be my day where I get that love relationship with Jesus Christ. And just keep your hand up. But before the end of the day, somebody's going to come to you and they're going to say, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? I want to pray for you. And you're going to just, they're going to pray for you. They're going to, they're going to believe God for you. And today can be your day that you move from information to transformation. And we together can, Jesus can make something out of our lives as we surrender completely to him in the name of Jesus. Let's give God a great big hand. Come on, I just thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, God. Hey, if you could be seated for just a few minutes. Sam's going to come up and wrap us up. Thanks for being so great today. Thanks. Thank you, Pastor Rick.